thank you for tuning into Holistic Finance, where we promote financial balance and financial health. Our mission is to simplify your finances so you can focus on your practice and enjoy life. Now here are your hosts, Ryan Burklow and Alex Collins. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Holistic Finance. My name is Ryan Burklow. With me as always, Alex Collins, my co-host. Hey, buddy. It's good to see you. So we've had some conversations around uh, retirement plans in the past. Mm-hmm. And we've defined several different uh, retirement type plans out there, 401ks, simple IRAs, personal IRAs. And so if if you haven't checked out that episode, make sure you um, go back. I think it's like episode 12, if I'm not mistaken, um, around the definitions of those. In today's podcast, uh, we're going to be talking about, okay, when do we use those plans? When do we choose to do a 401k versus a simple IRA or just our, a personal IRA? And so in when you have a naturopathic practice, these are these are questions we get oftentimes, and, and sometimes this is around having benefits for our employees. Sometimes this is around retirement planning for the practice owner. So there's a lot that goes into that this conversations, and we're definitely not going to get to all of that today. But on a high level, we're going to be talking about when would you think about using each one of these types of plans? Oh, absolutely. So buckle your seatbelts if you're not in a car. And if you are in a car, hopefully they're already buckled. Make sure they're still buckled uh, in, for this lively conversation. So let, let's dive right in here, Alex. So let's let's talk about uh, let's let's start with personal IRA. Sure. So personal IRA or individual retirement account. Um, real quickly, it's it's a it's a an account that is set up for retirement. You can't access until you're age 59 and a half with with a couple, um, there's a few caveats to that. A couple of ways that you can access money earlier, um, and there's two main types. There's the traditional, yeah, uh, which is typically not always, but typically deductible going in, meaning that if your income is a hundred thousand dollars and you put five thousand dollars into the traditional IRA, you only show ninety five thousand dollars worth of income. Uh, it, and then like. I won't go through the details of each one of those um, taxable coming out. The flip side of that coin is Roth where there's no deduction going in, but the dollars coming out, so long as it's for a qualifying event uh, is income tax free. So this account is, you know, if you don't have any employees and you're just wanting something on the personal side for retirement, this is a typical account that a lot of people start with. Uh, Yes. It, it's, uh, you know, something where until you get to a certain threshold um, in terms of income, $6,000 if you're under age 50 um, of what you're looking to put away, it's a great place to start. Um, if you don't have access to a qualified retirement plan, there are no income limits on a traditional uh, there are still limitations on being able to put dollars into a Roth if you're a high earn, income earner. Uh, there are potentially some ways around that. Um, uh, we'll, we'll take those questions offline if that's something that you want to you know, learn more about. 
you know, send a, send a message to, to Ryan or myself and we'll walk you through that. But this, this is oftentimes where we see people start and it, it's that they, they're either a, a solo practitioner or they don't have the ability to, uh, you know, set up a retirement plan and, and fund it for their employees. Which takes us to the simple IRA, mm -hmm. right? This is so good, Alex. So simple. Uh, it it's actually an acronym, um, which it, nobody actually ever remembers or or looks up. Um, but the design of it is to be as simple as possible. It's designed to be easy for uh, small business owners to be able to articulate what the plan is and how it works to their employees. Uh, there's basically two choices for for you, the employer. Uh, in terms of the the employer contribution to the to the plan, either it's a dollar for dollar match up to three percent, um, or it's two percent across the board employer contribution, whether the employees contribute or not. Um, we, we've seen folks use different each method differently. More often than not, uh, the the folks that we work with uh, prefer using the the matching method uh, simply because they they want their they're happy to help their employees but they want their employees to have some skin in the game as opposed to the employee being able to put zero dollars in and the employer being forced to put two percent of their salary in so uh, that, that's just some basic mechanics of it um, it's designed for small business owners so you can't have you can't use this if you've got uh, more than 100 employees um, you're 100 employees or more you, you the, the limits are much higher, um, so you can go up to $13,500 for, for this year, um, more if you're over age 50, plus then there's the employer component. Um, so it's important before you you implement this to be able to, to do the math and look at, okay, what am I putting myself on the hook for for my employees? Um, when do they become eligible for it? Those are the things that we typically think about when we're talking to uh, prospective employers about, hey, which plan is appropriate for you? It's really designed around, you know, what are we trying to accomplish with it? Like, do we want to attract and retain people? Is it for you? Like, who's the plan for and what are we trying to accomplish with it? Um, and for those of you who are really getting bugged by the fact that you want to know what the acronym simple stands for. It stands for savings incentive match plan for employees. So I just thought for the analytics out there, they'd want to know what that is, Mr. Collins. <laughs> I love you flipping the script on us there, right? <laughs> Um, this, is, this is a plan that oftentimes it's, it's kind of the first retirement plan for the business and the employees prior to a 401k exactly the uh, the biggest benefit to this is that it is simple to implement simple to understand and there's no cost to you the employer to to implement the plan the the, the plan itself doesn't cost you anything um, each participant has a, a relatively small ira fee that's per account paid by the participants um, the, the only cost to you, the employer, is the time to set it up and then whatever the matching contribution is that, that you wind up uh, selecting. Now, the other aspect of the simple IRA plan, you were talking about on the personal side, the personal IRA, you said the traditional versus Roth. 
Mm -hmm. There is there a Roth simple IRA? Not as of yet. Which is interesting. There's Roth every there's Roth retirement accounts, but that's one that has not come out yet. So um, another reason that oftentimes we see the the 401k come in. Yeah, it, it, 100%. It's when we want to have more flexibility and we want to get to more advanced planning, um, then, then that's where we start taking a look at, at 401k. Um, one of the nice things that happened you know, maybe about a decade or so is that uh, actually probably two decades at this point, or close to it anyway, uh, a, a lot of portability came into place. Um, simples are, are still one of the goofiest plans in that you actually have to keep the funds there from uh, for two years from the inception of the the plan itself um, so there are a little bit of uh, uh, restrictions on this but it, at the same time long term it's still portable you can still move the dollars from uh, this to say a traditional IRA or 401k or, or other types of qualified retirement plans um, <clears throat> but uh, that there are a few goofy rules when it comes to simples so transitioning into the 401k, um, you know, this is typically when you've got a, a, I was going to say a decent amount of employees, but let's define a decent amount of employees. I mean, oftentimes you're talking what, like more than 25 or something like that, Alex. I, and there's no, the, there's no rule of thumb, I guess, per se, but it, it comes down to the cost of the 401k. Um, it comes down to um, what it is you're trying to build and and the amount of money you're wanting to put in the 401k as well. Yeah, it, this really comes down to a, a a planning conversation of what are you trying to do with it. Uh, so if you want a vesting schedule, you're going to look towards some type of defined contribution plan. The most flexible and the, the least expensive is a 401k. Um, but there are there are a couple other options, you know, profit sharing plans, uh, pension plans, things of that nature. Uh, typically not the route that most of our clients go uh, just because of some of the added level of complexity and some of the added costs that uh, they have their place. Um, they're super fun to work on. Um, and, and usually it's when we're trying to figure out like, OK, hey, uh, how can we really be creative and save a, a, a truckload of money? And then we get into some of those more advanced plans where we're talking about combos and pensions and things of that nature, uh, because we we move from being able to to um, find a place for uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty to sixty thousand dollars to being able to find a place for a couple hundred thousand dollars um, in, in tax favorable environments, whether that's a tax deduction on the front end or uh, receiving it tax free on the back end. Um, it, it, once we get to this level of plan a lot of flexibility opens up. We have a lot more ability to customize things. Um, we have the ability to add vesting schedules, which means that uh, um, we can somewhat, you know, tie the employees uh, to the company. Um, you know, and what I mean by that is if they, uh, that whatever the employer contributions are to, to the plan um, can have a vesting schedule, meaning that the the employee leaves, they don't get to walk away with the employer uh, portion of the funds for a specified period of time. Uh, it could vest as uh, all at once, like five years uh, or shorter, or could vest over time up to a seven-year time horizon. Um, so it, it depends on what we're trying to accomplish with it. Um, and then if we really, really want to get super flexible and we want to pick, like, hey, I want to reward these three people, 
Like I want to reward all of my uh, folks that are titled as uh, uh, senior doctor. Like, oh, okay, great. That's an entirely different structure. We're, we're probably going to look at either a combo plan or we're going to look at a non-qualified. Non-qualified means that it doesn't fall under the ERISA guidelines of um, being a tax qualified plan. Um, there are potentially still some tax benefits to doing that, but it, it, it becomes much less straightforward. Not necessarily bad, just a little bit more complex. Yeah, so, you know, really, it, there's some d definitely major differences between the 401k, simple IRA, and personal IRA. And in its simplest form, if you will, the, the 401k, because it costs more, that's why you get more flexibility. That's why you get more um, more money to be able to put into it if you choose to. You got the Roth option. There's just a lot more you can do with it. And that's because, to some extent, you're paying for it. Mm -hmm. um, and then you've got the simple IRA, which is kind of like the beginning retirement plan for a business that allows you to have some matching components for your employees. So a benefit there. And then backing out to the, the personal IRA, which where most people kind of start with um, prior to getting to each one of those stages. Yeah. And, and it's a complexity of planning and uh, how many dollars are we looking to set aside and what are we ultimately trying to have the plan do for you? Um, if you're trying to use it as a benefit for employees, personal IRA is not going to be the route to go. Like, yep. Literally, you can't put money in directly into a personal IRA for, for the client. Um, a simple IRA, which is run through the business, it'll still be in the, the employee's name. Um, but that's like there's that and then there's also something called a SEP, which is a simple simplified employee pension and those typically aren't very big um unless we're running where we have a family run and family only as employees because a hundred percent of those comp uh of the contributions going into those plans are from the employer right. so it, again it depends on what you're trying to accomplish if you're trying to attract people and you're trying to provide a retirement benefit, it could be a route to go simply because like, at that point, the employee doesn't have to put anything into it. They're not even allowed to put anything into it. Um, and you get to provide them a benefit. Uh, the biggest drawback to this is it doesn't have a vesting schedule. Um, so it, it, that's why it's not widely used for this particular purpose. So make sure you're talking with your advisor about these different plans for, for several reasons. A, you know, we always have a conversation with our, our naturopathic clients that have a practice. And, you know, we've had the conversation around what type of practice you're building, right? If you're not building a practice that is going to be sellable, right? Retirement plans and, and planning for that, that future is a huge piece, as well as even if you are planning for your practice to be sellable, this is still a piece of the puzzle to build into the plan in some cases. And so making sure that you've got the right plan in place with the strategy in place is, is key. And so the point of today's conversation is just a basic break, breakdown of these three different plans and why you'd use it possibly in, in, in a different scenario. And there's much bigger conversation to have here with your advisors to make sure you're having that, that conversation. Absolutely. So. Um, so make sure you head to holistic-finance.com and you can uh, 
check out our other episodes or um, you can reach out to us as well and engage with us from um, that platform uh, as well as answer our question of the day, Mr. Collins. Question of the day is what plan do you have for yourself and your employees and how did you select it? So again, head to holistic-finance.com to respond to that question. And as always, Alex, make it a great day. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and it's not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities Guardian or Quantified Financial Partners and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. All investments and investment strategies contain risk and may lose value. Brian and Alex are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, OSJ 333 North Indian Hill Boulevard, Fairmont, California, 91711, 909-399-1100. Securities products and advisory services offered through Park Avenue Securities, Membra, Membra, SIPC. Financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Park Avenue Securities is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Quantified Financial Partners is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian.